I'm Amanda. I'm Jesse. In this podcast, we talk about the joys of motherhood as well as the experiences that have altered us along the way. We've created a safe space to talk about the hard and unconventional alongside the beauty, and we want you to feel confident in the decisions that you make as a mother. Welcome to the Motherhood Collective Co. Let's talk. Okay, welcome back to the Motherhood Collective Co. Welcome back. We are officially one year in. Yes, we are. By the time you listen to this, yeah. By the time you listen to this, we're one year in. So that has been awesome. And I just want to say really quickly before we get started that I am so grateful for there have probably been hundreds of you that have reached out to me about my birth story. And I'm just so grateful for the encouragement. And um, so many of you just seeing that it brought you to tears and that you um, were just really encouraged by it, which is like great to hear because sometimes you share something like that and you're like exactly what I said at the end. I hope I'm not like disappointing people. And so to hear that it was encouraging and uplifting is just like great. So thank you for being awesome. Yeah, (laughs) I know you guys are the right kind of people to be listening. (laughs) We've attracted a good community. Yeah. I really like that about our podcast and our Mm -hmm. pages. It feels like community, not just Mm -hmm. like we're talking and people are listening. It's like input and active. Yeah. We're just going to talk all about Christmas and all the fun things. I was thinking that we would just talk about Christmas and answer a few questions, but we actually got a ton of questions, which I I should know better by now when I post a question box. (laughs) We're going to get a lot of questions. So let's just start getting into it um, Mm -hmm. so that we have enough time to answer hopefully all of them. If not all of them, then most of them. You want to start with Q&A or do you want to like overview anything about Christmas before that? No? Mm, Just Q&A it. I don't know what else to overview. Actually, I did see, did you see my story today, my personal story of the reel? It was like. You know what's weird? My Instagram wasn't loading today. I tried to watch it. Was it someone calling their kid an a-hole? Yes. Well, it was that and it it. says, this is the reel. It's me taking pictures of my a-hole kids opening their Christmas presents after I've been telling them for the past month that Christmas is canceled and Santa wasn't coming. And you know how on Instagram, like a message pops up, like a comment pops up? The comment that popped up was this. It says, oh, I canceled Christmas for my youngest child one year. He was passing everyone their gifts and I kept telling him to hold off opening his. And at the end, I told him how he can't open any of his gifts until he starts to act better in school and around the house. Needless to say, that boy didn't open his presents until his birthday in February. And then I kept continuing on thinking like, people are going to call this out for what it is, which is like abuse, um, psychological (laughs) abuse. And no, it's like literally everybody laughing, everybody. The thing with those kind of reels is they attract a certain kind audience and I I hate to be like this kind of mom but I feel like you immediately either find your people or like okay have you ever like sat down in a group of girls and you're like okay you're talking about how much you love being a mom or Mm -hmm. you kind of just like don't participate in that culture of like this is the worst thing my kids suck and you just immediately kind of sense like okay we're gonna be friends or like we're not gonna be friends like that happened at Sunny's dance class the other day all the moms were sitting in the lobby and I was like talking about how much I miss Sunny since I've had Ledger. And this one mom just starts laughing and rolling her eyes at me. And I was just like, yeah, you're not my person. Yeah. What? <laughs> you know, like, I think that it's just online. I feel like that just attracts a certain kind of audience that all agrees. Yeah. Which sucks. Which is awful. Like, don't weaponize Christmas for your children, please. That's a lot yeah. of fun. Um, I have we- a feeling if you're listening to this that you're not that kind of mom. I, yeah, sorry if I'm being blunt. Okay. <laughs> but we actually will talk a lot about the things I want to talk about in the questions. Yeah. If I can get to it. 
I'm working on it. I'm so sorry. In our archive. Yes, I'm pressing archive. Okay. There are like lots of repetitive questions. Okay. So yeah, I'm sure they all have like similar themes. There is a lot of similar themes. See all. Christmas is just a weird kind like kind of year because I feel like everybody always says this, but it can bring up so many different emotions, and I feel like everyone goes into the holiday season carrying all sorts of stuff, and I think that can also play into how people act or yeah, and I think there's a lot of like high expectations for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So like as a mom, I have high expectations for Christmas. Yeah. 100% I have high, I'm like I'm so excited to get up and to have the kids open the presents and you know what I mean like you just have all these things in your head and I feel like even like our in-laws get that you yeah. know what I mean and then it becomes like volatile when mm-hmm. it when things maybe don't match up the way they're supposed to so let's yeah. there's this do you want to read them no you can't, yeah. you can't I can see. squint can you see yeah I can squint <laughs> well your phone is like also in dark mode I know it goes like that every night how to ask your family to not post your child's photos online without your consent. You just say, please don't post my, pho- my child's photos online. Which is hard. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I think like, okay, from coming from somebody who doesn't like to post their kids online, no. I don't tell people not to post my kids online. If my sister wants to share a photo of Sunny or my mom wants to post a picture of her at dance class, I just pick and choose my battles. If it's yeah. like I'm kind of picturing the audience of people that are seeing those pictures and it's just not something that I don't know. It's just not a battle I fight. I'd protect them as best that I can and I just don't see the harm in it. But if you're like I really do not want any yeah. pictures of my kids online and that's a big thing for you, then I think if you see someone take a picture of your kid, you just address that. Or yeah. you could even text them later. Like if you're a non-confrontational yeah. person, just be like, "Hey, can you send me that photo that you took of my kid? Um, I I'm so grateful you took that. Can you just make sure as we do ourselves like that that doesn't yeah. end up anywhere online?" Just tell them, yeah, say like this is I'm feeling really called to this right now and it really could be because your child would be in danger if they were posted online. Mm-hmm. Like God could be giving you that like push, mm-hmm. don't do this. Um and yeah. You can just say, like, I'm, I'm feeling anxious about this right now. Like, if you want to post it, could you just put, like, a heart emoji yeah. over his face mm-hmm. or her face? Yeah, or in the moment you stop and you're like, hey, if you wanted to put this online, um, can I just, like, we could get another one without my kid in it or yeah. something. It's, yeah, it's hard. You just have to, it depends on how hard and fast you are about not having them yeah. online. Because I don't like the idea of it, but I'm not, like, completely black and white about it either, you know? Yeah, so I like that. Be fluid. It just depends. If you can be. But, yeah, yeah if you're called to it, then... You just got to say it. If it's that big of a deal, like if it's something mm-hmm. that you're really worried about, yeah. you might offend somebody. And that I think that's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. I really do. Um, navigating baby's sleep schedule and trying to do fun events and family stuff. I think we had another one like this. It was like, what do I do? I mean, I'm probably not going to be able to find it. But it was like, what do we do if there's like, oh, navigating late night event start times and infant bed times. Advice, please don't go or hope they sleep. You can take one of two routes. Um with Noah, we were sleep Nazis for the first year of his life. Sleep Nazis. Like bedtime was at 7 o'clock, 7.30. And we were not going to be keeping him up late. Uh, mm, but could Noah. Could never be me. Noah was a very high need, like high sleep needs child though. Mm. Um, like he was very obviously having a bad day the next day if he didn't get like 13 hours mm. of sleep in a night. You know what I mean? Lily is less yeah. like that. But um, so with him, we would 
ask for things to be earlier. We would say we've got to leave by 7.30 um, to get home for bedtime. That's really important to us. Mm-hmm. So that's just what we would do. We would end yeah. it early, drive separate, whatever we needed to do. With Lily, we just go. I put her in a wrap. If she sleeps, she sleeps. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not like super concerned about it. With Noah now, he's four. There are times he's like, what time is it right now? He's definitely not asleep yet. It's 8.30. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are times when we're out with family and he's not going to bed till 10. And it's not it's not like an everyday thing. It's a special yeah. event. So I'm not super worried about mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah. My, I, yeah, we, I know nothing of a schedule with both of my kids yeah. and that I'm, I don't know. I've never planned a single thing around either their sleep. Which, and I know that yeah. that's not the case for everybody. Yeah. But if there's something I want to go to, I don't care who's napped, who hasn't napped. If you didn't sleep last night, like we're going. And if you're tired, you could sleep in the car. And yeah. if you're not, you know. That's how I am with Lily That's just now. how it's always been. Because otherwise, I'm like, what do you. I've I've witnessed like the how you said you might have been mm-hmm. with Noah. And that like terrified me because mm-hmm. I was like, OK, so what if they're like nap time falls during like church or during family dinner or something that I'm like really excited about. Um, And I just wanted them to kind of, you know, pick up and come where, where their family is headed. And, but I will say with sensitivity, if that's something, if you have a kid that's like literally going to be a nightmare, if they don't get their nap, like it's probably not worth going to see Santa for an hour. Noah was, so like I said, he was like high sleep means so like the next day he would be, very clingy, very sad about everything, very big emotions. My kid has very big emotions. He's very happy all the time. But, you know, if he's not, if he had, if he didn't sleep, he was not happy. Yeah. But so one thing we did do, like, especially around holidays was we have a pack and play at my mother-in-law's. Um, and we would just bring that with us. Like if we wanted to be somewhere past his bedtime mm-hmm. um, and it was like a friend's house, we'd do a date mm-hmm. night or whatever. We've done that multiple times. We would bring a pack and play. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a pack and play, a, a pack and play mattress in there. You can get it on Amazon. Mm-hmm. It's like a, f- a foam pad. They have like an infant side and a toddler mm-hmm. side makes it more comfy. And then we used um, a slumber pod. Yeah. It's like a blackout tent that goes over your pack and play. Yeah. Um, and we would just put them to bed mm-hmm. wherever we were. And there was another question that kind of goes right along into that. Where is it? I also feel like if you have like, if it's your husband's family or your family and you have two cars and you want to plan ahead and be like, Hey, I think that like, I'm going to want to stay at this event a little bit longer. Say it's like more of like for adults or something and your kids are kind of just coming along. Um, like I want to stay at this event a little longer with my family and my cousins and maybe people I don't get to see all the time. Can you plan on leaving at like seven with the kids? Yeah. And then if it's his family, then it's like, Hey, I want you to stay a little bit longer. I'll leave at seven with the kids. And then you can kind of like, take turns doing that yeah and I will say like if this is you if you feel like you need to stick to a schedule with your kids um it doesn't last forever yeah we did it with Noah and I think I do think he needed it I think that was what he needed at the time um and now that's not even a thing that we think about twice so it won't last forever it's a season we did have a question talking about putting babies down to bed um how to not feel isolated when you have to go nurse or pump during family gatherings. Sometimes I feel left out. I felt like this too. I nursed um, in front of people. I just put a cover on. Now I don't even put a cover on. Like I, I don't care. I never put a cover <laughs> on. I never did with Sunny. And I I, I live for the looks and the <laughs> just because I'm like, what are you going to do about it? My kid is <laughs> eating. And I, I've watched these poor moms, like specifically at mops, try to feed their newborn under a cover. Mm-hmm. And they're they're throwing a fit because yeah. they can't see their mom. It's dark. And then I'm like, is your baby suffocate? Like my boob is so big that it'll suffocate Ledger <laughs> if I'm not like holding it out of the way of his nose. So yeah, that's not happening in the dark under a cover. Yeah. But 
I will say that I think the modesty thing of like some people have higher convictions about that and they yeah. don't want anyone to see them and they go in another room or sometimes it's just a nice excuse to like get away That's from what the I party. Think. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm actually really overstimulated. My baby needs baby. to nurse in another room, aka so do I. Um, have your husband come with you. Have a, have your sister come sit with you. Have you know someone bring you a fun little piece of chocolate or like you know like have someone be like hey I'm gonna go nurse my baby do you want to go talk with me like yeah I would this was a big stressor for me I would go up and it was mostly bedtime like when I would be putting Noah down for a nap or bed um I would have such bad FOMO and then I would get frustrated you guys sleep is different because you can't bring someone with you yeah I would get so frustrated like that he wasn't going to sleep because we're in a new place Obviously, he's not going to sleep. He's but you're like, like, I'm missing out. I know. I felt like I was missing out. And then I would turn into a person I didn't like. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I wasn't like mean to know or anything, but I was just like, why am I so angry? There is no reason to be so angry. Well, and right you now. do get to be like, can you please go to sleep? Yeah, like, why are we even here at this point? We might fun. as well be home. I know. So, how to not feel left out? I don't know if there's a way to not feel left out. I think you just remember again that this is a season. It doesn't or last forever. You could forever. tag team with your husband if you're like, if it's taking longer than like 20 minutes, be like, hey, I'm actually kind of getting frustrated or maybe I just mm-hmm. like don't want to be doing this right now. Um, either throw your baby in a carrier or be like, hey, can you go take a turn and see if he goes down mm-hmm. for you? You know, and if and if they don't and they're hysterical, maybe go home. If they don't and they're fine, but they're just sleepy, like maybe just walk around the kitchen and hold them. And yeah. I don't know. I like I said, I'm not the best person to even be talking about this because <laughs> I <laughs> I've never tried to put Sunny down anywhere but someone else's couch in the mm. middle of the party. Like in the middle of the <laughs> go to sleep, babe. This is and I'll tell her, I'm like, this is going. your time to nap or yeah. this is your time to sleep in as she can either sleep or not. But Yeah, but when nursing and pumping I would I would wonder like what is it that you can't nurse in front of people or pump? Um, because like you could even get like a giant shirt. Um, yeah. or they have like little knitted tops, like mm-hmm. the, what is it called? The cocoon, I think they're yeah. called. Mm-hmm. I seen those on Instagram. Yeah. They're really cute yeah. and it's super breathable. Like you could, I don't know, but if it's again, a conviction that you need to be hidden and you feel left out and you don't want someone in the room with you, then I would just say, remember that it's a season. Yeah. One day I will say with between Noah and Lily, it would stress me out to miss out on things with Noah. Now with Lily, I'm like sneaking away as much as I can. Cause I'm like, oh, those moments <laughs> They went away so fast. I know. Those Eventually, you have the toddler that you're like, where are they? I know. Like, I haven't seen them for like six hours. <laughs> you're at a party and you're like, okay, where did they go? And I, they're just a little bit. And I know we hear that as moms all the time. And it's not to like guilt trip. It's just to try to instill a different perspective. of yeah. Like they really are only babies for maybe two mm-hmm. Christmases. And not even that because probably by their second Christmas, they're at least walking or yeah. more sociable. And so hold your little baby in a room by yourself, turn the light off and just like, and you know what else could help that I used to do is I used to have like a bomb audio book at all times Mm. because that would make me feel less stressed out. Like I was looking forward to like taking a little 15 minute break and listening to my book, feeding my baby and then come back like refreshed. Everything's fine. Um, So maybe try that. I would say just something to distract you. Don't like scroll your phone because that, I mean, you could, could but if you're feeling stressed, it could make you feel worse, like more FOMO because you're seeing all, all these people's stories about everything they're doing in their family, right? And everyone's babies who are not in a room nursing yeah, at the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we have a lot of Santa questions. So let me go through a couple of them. <laughs> We're not celebrating Santa. My relatives are disappointed. How do I stand ground without being rude? Um, there was another one like... Oh, I have a good answer to that because I recently asked 
um, a pastor of a very large church this question. We had the opportunity to ask him questions. And I said, um, I was like, we don't really, and it was around Halloween. And I was like, we don't really do trick or treating, like, or not trick or treating. We don't really do the whole like um, participating in like all the things that are Halloween. We yeah. go trick or treating, but usually at a nursing home. Um, and I just said, like, I have so many people telling me that surely I am completely depriving her of like a childhood by doing this. And how do I handle that? And he just looked me dead in the eyes and he was like, you are the only person responsible for stewarding your child the way that you yeah. believe you're supposed to be stewarding them. So if you have any sort of conviction about anything, there's almost like this, like how dare anybody come against that because you're that person's caretaker mm-hmm. and you just have to stand firm in your, in your decisions and you just have to realize like there was a girl sitting at my table when we were talking about it afterwards and she was like homeschooled and her parents never did anything. So they were like on the full extreme of like no Halloween mm-hmm. at all. And she was like, instead, we started a gratitude tree on that night. We would like watch this fun movie and we would bake all these pumpkin things and we'd start a gratitude tree and we would talk about all this stuff. And then we'd have this big party at my house. So she starts talking about all of her memories from her childhood that were so sweet and special just because that was their family's tradition. And I think sometimes we think if we're not participating in all of the exact mainstream yeah. things that our kids are like missing out, but all they really want is traditions and consistency and time with their family, like good memories. So I feel like taking that pressure off and applying that to Santa, it's just like, I'm sorry that you think that my kid is missing out. Like we're, still we're having actually fun. having a lot of fun. And yeah. like, I would love to hear what they think when they grow up. Cause I'm just yeah. doing the best that I can with what I have. Yeah. And, and again, you don't have to defend your, parenting choices Mm -hmm. but you can just say I feel called to this and I think there's a reason I think as my child ages there's a Mm -hmm. reason why I feel Mm -hmm. called to this I don't know what it is yet Mm -hmm. I'm sorry that that bothers you yeah um but that's just what it is yeah and then someone else is right along the same line it was um we're not doing Santa how do I keep my child from ruining it for their cousins also how do I handle how to handle family talking to your kids specifically toddlers about Santa when we don't do Santa here's what I would say Mm -hmm. If you're not doing Santa, I think it's good to have the conversation with your kid like, hey, some people believe that Santa is a real person. Um, Because like when we were contemplating not doing Santa, this is how I was going to handle it. Like Santa's the magic of Christmas. This is how I'll handle it when Noah is older and he asked Mm -hmm. me about Santa. Santa's the magic of Christmas. We're all Santa. Now Mm -hmm. you get to be Santa too, you know, for Lily. Um, And then make sure you tell them like some people really do believe that Santa Mm -hmm. is real. It's very important that you mm-hmm. don't tell them mm-hmm. that he's not mm-hmm. um, because that could ruin the magic of Christmas mm-hmm. for them. And just do the same thing with the adults. Like yeah. say, you know, grandma believes that Santa is real. Yeah. He's not, but yeah. let's not tell her. Let's let her keep the magic of Christmas alive for her. You know what I mean? Because you don't mm-hmm. want your kid, you know, ruining it for other kids if that's how yeah. they experience it. I also just feel like instilling a general respect in your kids to not think that like what they believe is what everybody believes from a young age because it's only the beginning of you know different religions and different Mm -hmm. backgrounds and different traditions and different all these things where you know who's to say that you go around saying like oh you're not supposed to believe that or you're not you know it's just not the way to do anything in life so (laughs) but if your kid like specifically needs to be told that I think that's a really good answer or just like yeah 
they're talking, you know, like you could even dive into the whole St. Nick tradition because he was a real person Mm -hmm. and that's who Santa is based on. Mm -hmm. So you're not lying about that. You know, he is real and he was real and he, you know, I don't know. You know your kid the best. I know. So however they're going to receive that. I think with Sunny, she's so sensitive that all you would need to say is like, it would make someone really sad if you told them that something they were really excited about wasn't really real. Like. So if you've got grandma and she's with all of her grandkids, of course she's going to be asking questions about Santa. Yeah, totally. Like, are you Let so excited go. for Santa to come tonight? Yeah. And just tell your kid, hey, grandma really believes yeah. that Santa's a real person. So yeah. let's not tell her he's not. Yeah. And you don't have to answer questions. Yeah. You can tell them that. Like, you can just stay quiet. Mm-hmm. You don't have to answer and any And even questions. as a parent, you guys don't need to, like, start interjecting when people are talking about Christmas. Being no. like, oh, we don't talk about that. We don't believe in that. Like, I just think at some point that's too extreme. Let some things go. Yeah. Do what you want to do in your in your household, but don't go out into the world and expect that everybody is going to like completely go with what you believe, you know, and Santa, Santa, we did a whole episode about Santa. Yeah, we did. We talked about all the reasons why people aren't doing Santa anymore. All the reasons people are wanting to the right ways to do it, the wrong ways Mm -hmm. to do it, you know, so. And we have lots of people talking to us about Santa like, oh, you are you being good? Are you being bad? Like, and I just tell Noah all the time, like. Santa doesn't give presents because a boy Mm. or a kid is good or bad. Santa gives presents because he's good. You know, just like Jesus didn't die for us because we're good or bad. Jesus died for us because Mm -hmm. he's good. I've literally used that analogy with him. So like, I I love that. um, And then when people are saying like, if you're being good or bad, you know, like you better, I don't know the whole song. What's Mm -hmm. that song? He knows when you're sleeping. So creepy. That is so creepy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I think that's a good, that would be an appropriate time to interject. If you feel like it's turning into like a moral issue where someone's saying, oh, you're being bad. That means, but I would say, oh, we don't like Sunny, you're not being bad. You're having a hard time right now. And that doesn't, that doesn't affect. And I never talk to the person that's upsetting me. I talk to Sunny and I say, (laughs) Sunny, you're not bad. Don't listen to that. Like, you know, you're, you're just having a hard time. I'm going to help you. And that does not affect your presence on Christmas morning. Let me tell you (laughs) about, I was literally the most sensitive child in the world. And I have like a memory. I I have memories of when I was a year old of like what I was wearing and like what my house looked like. It's nuts. So when I was in preschool, I was under the slide with a boy. And remember, I was a sexually abused toddler. um, And this boy touched me, not in a bad way, just like he touched me. Mm -hmm. And I got really upset and I hit him. I was probably four. Mm -hmm. And the principal of the preschool brought me into her office and called Santa on her phone. I can still remember it today. I was distraught. Yes, I was distraught. She called Santa on her phone and like put this awful memory into me. So like, that's why I'm like so big about it. Like, there actually is a hotline, I think, that like is for parents that you can call. That's so sad. They did that at school. I feel like that shouldn't be allowed. Uh, I know. So anyways, I'm really (laughs) big. Yeah. If someone was telling Noah, like what did, I think Brady accidentally said something because we've had these conversations, but he said something like. I don't know, something about the Santa mm-hmm. watching and I'm like pointing my fingers sternly at him <laughs> without Noah watching me. And he's like, he like backtracked. He's like, oh yeah, I remember that conversation. I <laughs> and I mean, I'll give it, I'll give it to the parents that like threaten Santa all year because it's easy. Yeah. That is easy if it's something your kids are looking forward to all year to be like, oh, well, Santa's not coming if you know, blah, blah, Like I'm sure that's really easy, but yeah, it's just... If you have never listened to our episode with Eli, she's a licensed therapist. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest things that like she harps on all the time is situationally appropriate consequences. And something that your kids don't understand is because I decided to push my sister down the stairs on June 5th on 
December 25th, (laughs) I have one less present under the tree. Like it's just not situationally relevant. And so just, just stop doing that. It might work, but you're just instilling fear in your kids. And listen, we just came off of a holiday, right? October is candy month. Your kids are getting candy and food dye from everybody all over the globe. (laughs) And no matter how hard I tried to keep Noah away from that, he still got it. Um, Then they go into November where we have Thanksgiving. We've got pies. We've got family. We've got traveling. We've got everybody being sick. Their immune system is suppressed because they just came off the candy holiday and now the sun is setting earlier Mm -hmm. and then we go into december where stress is high we're buying presents we're financially burdened the sun is gone there's no outdoor play and their world is freaking rocked so you gotta lower your standards Mm -hmm. for your kids behavior in december um and i think everybody will just be happier like yeah we're having a bad day today it is what it is yeah next day or tomorrow is going to be a new day totally so i think that which honestly is a good lead into another question about um food and treats around the holidays and how was that the one about the body um i think no no no. i think they said something about how do i um make sure that people aren't feeding my kids things i don't want them fed something along those lines i see any recommendations for healthy alternatives for holiday treats and then there's one about like a boundary about they don't want their kids eating x y and z and i can't find it Oh, what to do with family that doesn't honor your healthy food choices for your toddlers. Okay. You're either going to die on this hill or you're not. I have, I used to die on this hill and it caused a lot of stress. Like I was physically sick going into my mother-in-law's knowing that she had all these cookies and I like almost villainized it. Like, why doesn't she know that this is bad? Um, (laughs) But like then I... I calmed the heck down for a second, mm-hmm. right? And then I saw how much love. And, and then I, well, first of all, I started cooking, right? And I, yeah. that is my love language. Like mm-hmm. if I cook you food, it is personal to mm-hmm. me. And my mother-in-law is doing the same thing. It is personal to her to make all of her 10 different kinds of sugar cookies and mm-hmm. fudge and all of these things. Um, and she's not doing it to be a villain. She's doing it because she loves my kid. Mm-hmm. She, she wants to give him on these treats. Yeah, guys, you got sometimes, and maybe I'm being a savage this episode, but some <laughs> things we just got to <laughs> let go. Like I, and I say that with so much grace in my heart yeah. of like, you clearly want what's best for your kid. You mm-hmm. know that there's things and America is the worst about Ugh, all of the things suck. in our food and it can be really consuming. And it's so stressful as a mom when all you want is for your baby to be, just be healthy and avoid these chronic illnesses. Like you are doing such a good job. But there are a couple days a year where you've got to let it go and it's going to be okay. And you're feeding them the best that you can 362 days out of the year. And just let the other yeah. few holidays, just let it go. Well, and it's not better. like free reign treats either. Right. Like Noah knows and understands he has to ask me before he has a treat. Mm-hmm. And then if there's like a lot of treats, I'll give him a little piece of each mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. depending on how many they are, like with a reasonable amount. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you just go eat whatever you want. But let me give you some things you can do to support their bodies mm-hmm. when they're like detoxing from all of this stuff. Um, a castor oil pack is really good for kids like castor it's a little non-absorbent pack that they call it a pack but it's really just like a little non-absorbent like pad, pad thing that you tie around their stomach you put castor oil underneath of it so their skin can absorb it and that helps your their liver detox you can do dandelion root tea lattes taste like I don't know, a different kind of hot chocolate. It's mm-hmm. really good. Um message us if you want the the recipe for that. I'd message a few people for that. Um you can even do like detox baths. So magnesium flakes or Epsom salt with a fourth cup of baking soda. And then like hydration during the whole day. We bring mm-hmm. Noah stainless steel water bottle. Like every, he's running through the kitchen like, wait, 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 take a drink, take a drink. Here's some water. Like helping his body 
kind of get through that. And then we mm-hmm. have like solid rules. Like we don't give Noah juice. Mm-hmm. He drinks water and I might put like an electrolyte pack in it. So mm-hmm. if we're at grandma's house and there's like, she, she loves her juices. Um, I like, you know, not like cold pressed juice. I'm talking like sun-kissed <laughs> sparkling lemonade or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll like give him a little bit and I fill the rest of the glass up with water. Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly, that's what difference. I do. We yeah. always water things down. And it was so funny because one time, we always water Sunny's juice down. Like we get orange juice from Royal Crest. Mm-hmm. It's like organic. It's so delicious. But we still just like water it down. Yeah. And um, one time, like my mom didn't know that, and so she gave Sunny like a whole glass of orange <laughs> juice. <laughs> and Sunny, the next time I went to go pour her some juice, she's like, "No, I want Grandma's juice." <laughs> like it started clicking. Like, wait, no, this is different. Yeah, they're doing something a little different here. Um, but something I feel like about raising a little girl, and I'm sure it's that I like. I don't want to just say little girl because I know that this is across the board is um, I'm just so conscious about telling her no indefinitely to certain types of food because I had an eating disorder and my sister's like I, everybody I know at some point that's yeah. a woman has had some kind yeah. of disordered Ditto. eating and um, I'm backtracking into those like comments and trying to figure out where things might have originated and I can't tell you for sure because I think my parents were great about food but um, saying to her you can't have this or you can't have this or you can't have this and trying to like villainize certain foods Mm -hmm. has been such a a concern of mine. And so I just think like as a word of caution for all parents, if you're always saying no, 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 Mm -hmm. and this is evil and this is bad and this is bad, like you're setting them up to leave your house someday and just go crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so like learning to exist in this world in moderation and learning to say, yeah, have that cookie. Like, I, I said that to Sunny today. She went, she had a dance recital. She did so good. It came home and I'm like, here, have some cookies. Like, you know, and, and let's just like, you know, drink some milk, watch a movie, whatever. And I think just, yeah, once again, picking and choosing your battles. And I think I was a lot more strict about this maybe even a year ago than I am now because I just realized like there's certain things that I'm going to, like you said, Hills, I'm going to die on and certain things I'm not. And if my kids are getting healthy food 99% of the yeah, time, that's the I thing. just don't care. If we go, if we go to yeah. a holiday party and she has no dinner and 10 cookies, I just know that she's going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> and she is. And, and yeah. I think, yeah. And once they're old just, enough, you can start like teaching what food does to your body. Yes. That's how we handle it with Noah. Like, and you can even make it up. Um, like protein gives us muscles. Fats are good for our brains. Mm-hmm. Sugar is yummy. That's all I say yeah. about sugar. Sugar yeah. is yummy. Um, or I'll say like a carb, like a healthy carb. This gives us energy for a long time, but the cookie gives us energy for a little bit of time. Yeah. So how we handle it on a day-to-day basis in our home, because I have a sweet tooth um, and I'm always cooking cookies <laughs> or something, but it's like, okay, we need to have a little yeah. protein with that. Yeah. We need to have a little bit of good fat with that too. Mm-hmm. Like it can be, and then I don't like do dessert after dinner. Like it's on his dinner plate. Make sure you're mm-hmm. also eating your protein and your yeah. fat so like you can do that at christmas too like yeah we do the same thing yeah. we're like we're not we're not the family that's like okay finish this and then you can yeah. have a treat because then it's also like a you don't want to villainize it but then you're also like putting it on this pedestal mm-hmm. of like okay only if i'm blah, blah 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 and it's like no it's a food that coexists with all the other foods and you learn as you go what makes you feel good what makes you not feel mm-hmm. good and then you grow into adulthood and you realize wow if i have 10 cookies every day instead of dinner um, I feel like crap. Yeah. I can't function. I have a headache. I don't sleep. Yeah. I gain weight. I'm not healthy. And and you learn as you go. Mm-hmm. And you just do the best that you can as a parent to teach yeah. them, you know, what food, like you said, what food does to your body. And I've told Sunny, if you eat, like, I'll tell her, like, you know, she'll, I want another cookie. I want another, whatever. I'm like, okay, um, I just want you to check in with yourself. How's your belly feeling? Yeah. You know, does it still feel good? Okay, you can have another cookie. You know, I just don't, I don't, I just don't 
fight that battle yeah. too hard with her. Yeah, I agree. And I also am like, you know what? We spend more money on food and groceries <laughs> and organic and grass fed and all the top quality of literally everything that ever existed for me to die on a hill of sugar. You yeah. know, like there's so much good going into her body. Yeah. <laughs> so Mike, yeah. If your kids are eating like really bad food every day, then I could see you being like, you know. Yeah, I I just, yeah, I think don't give your kids eating disorders. Yeah. Um, but also, like, if you want to hold a boundary, hold a boundary. Just mm-hmm. say, yeah, I actually, he can't eat that right now. Yeah. And then you don't have to explain yourself further mm-hmm. than that. Yeah. <laughs> like, if there's something, like, really bothering you, maybe you're at your family's house for 10 days and they just keep buying those store-bought sugar or cookies. It, <laughs> or it could actually be, like, they have a behavior change. Yeah. Like, red dyes, specific, mm-hmm. food dyes in general are, like, a big no in our yeah. house. Um, because it changes her personality. <laughs> and I will say, I've watched her eat food dye before and watch her change into another person. And I empathize with all of the moms of the world whose children are operating at that way, yeah, and at baseline. Know. And they, they don't, don't know. know that their kid is throwing tantrums every 10 minutes and falling up, down onto the floor and screaming, crying, and cannot settle themselves because they're being poisoned. Mm-hmm. Neuro, like There's neurotoxins going into their body through their food that is just from the food dyes. And so food dyes are, are actually a boundary I try to hold. If there's like a cupcake and it's covered in like red frosting that i know is just pure red 40 <laughs> i'm gonna scrape it off and i'm like you can have the cupcake but not mm. this frosting and i tell people like she's a different person because it's a neurotoxin so i don't know that is a boundary i hold yeah. actually in hindsight it's just not it's not the sugar yeah it's the dyes that yeah. actually change her as a yeah. human and you can also just bring your own food like someone said any recommendations yeah. for healthy alternatives for holiday treats like make your own in advance like you can make peanut butter balls with little rice crispy mm-hmm. what like the like a natural rice crispy and cover balls, them yeah. in chocolate mm-hmm. yeah you can make with oats like you can make your own treats and just have a little plate or like what i like to Those do dates that are like what yeah are they? like snicker snickers? snicker yeah, dates snicker stuff dates, them with peanut butter cover them in chocolate and yeah. peanuts um i a lot of times especially when noah was starting to eat i would just bring like oh here's my contribution but it was a plate of healthy cookies and when I wanted him to eat one or dessert, mm-hmm. I would give him one of mine. Yeah. <laughs> or like I do that for myself a lot because where now mm-hmm. I'm like looser with Noah when we're at family events, I still hold myself to a standard. So if I'm really wanting something, um, I just bring my own. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I have like a ton of alternatives like right off the top of my head. We make, I mean, I don't know, make some sourdough chocolate chip cookies, make some just like, I don't know if it needs to be healthy but it can be healthier you could be using mm-hmm. raw cane sugar and organic flour and sourdough so that there's some good probiotics in there like mm-hmm. there are things you can do to make a nice sweet treat a little yeah. bit healthier and just bring it to your own family event hopefully that was okay um how okay there's a couple like this how to navigate a tough family relationship in a godly way my mother-in-law only expresses care and love for our two-month-old daughter not us it's so hard for me to want to be around her someone said how to deal with a mom who criticizes the way you're raising your baby um balancing appropriate boundaries and not doing the millennial overcorrecting thing which i'm really actually not sure what that means what's the millennial overcorrecting thing i think it might be our generation. I love our generation. Maybe I think boomers. We're pretty cool. Maybe she meant boomers. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's savage. 
Um, can I just say that nobody gets to have a relationship with your kids that don't put an effort in to have a relationship with you? Yeah. That's it's blatant disrespect. It's blatant disrespect. You are the gatekeeper to your child's life. Their little world is just you, your husband, mm-hmm. and their siblings in their house. No. And anybody else that gets to come in, like they have to go through you first. And they don't get to bypass you. They don't no. get to say, actually, I don't really care for you. I'm just here for your kid because that communicates to your kid um, that you're not respected by this person. And it also opens the door to get advice like your kid being influenced by someone who doesn't respect you which is very dangerous yeah how do you so she the specific question was like how do i handle this tough relationship with my mother-in-law in in a godly way and i'm not actually sure how to answer that i would just not have the relationship honestly it depends on like i guess the dynamic like is is it just you're kind of coexisting and you can tell she doesn't put as much effort in as she does with her kids or is it like blatant disrespect? Is it passive aggression? Is it yeah. gossip? Because I think if it's actually like sinful and there's a, a dynamic to the relationship where she's hurtful, then there's, you know, distance and boundaries that need to be created or just communication. If she's a safe place, communicate with her. If she's not a safe place and you can't communicate with her, um, I would just stop. I would. Your husband should be doing all the communicating. Yeah, with his we've own emphasized mother. this so many times. Your husband needs to talk to his family about your things. Your husband is, and we're talking since she said in a godly way. Your your husband is the protector of your home. He's the protector of. You're the protector of your children, right? Mm-hmm. You protect your children. You nourish your children. You are over your children. Your husband is over all of you. Yeah, he protects all of you. Mm-hmm. You are his top priority. You should 100 percent of the time be his top priority. So if his mother is offending you, mm-hmm. I would go to your husband and say, I really need you to talk to her. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is she's doing, there weren't details or specifics mm-hmm. in that. Yeah. In that I know. It could comment. be like a whole array of things. I know. That. But like you need to you need to make sure that your husband is aware of the details yeah. of the situation. And then you need to brainstorm with him how you guys can go about this. Because he knows his mom. You know, this is mom mm-hmm. and he will know how to navigate that much more than you will know. How to I just, and that. I also just think like and maybe this is different amongst different families, but I feel like your husband is unconditionally loved by his family forever. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And you're unconditionally loved by your family forever. You'd hope. And so I just think that it's a good indicator of like okay so this issue pertains to my family I'm going to talk to them this issue pertains to your family you're going to talk to them because I just think a you know the dynamics you know the family dance you know all of the things that go into it and I and I just think that if there's been issues or there's issues in the past or whatever it is you just don't want those lines of communication getting crossed yeah and and I just don't think that like the wife should have to fight any sort of battle no. that has to do with like, like not in my family. head. That's not even an option. No. Like that doesn't, I was before I was with Brady, I was in a six year relationship where I was not treated kindly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and also like he wouldn't stick up for me because that mm-hmm. was his mom. They had a very, hmm. I don't, I'm not going to say that. Yeah, thank you. Um, and I was m- bullied constantly. <laughs> by all of them and then like when I got married like that it's not even an option one I have great in-laws so like I haven't actually had to deal with this but like if there was a situation like not even a question that Brady would 
completely handle it. Like I wouldn't even use my voice. Mm-hmm. But if I had to, if it was a situation where I didn't feel respected, I didn't feel safe, I didn't want my children to be influenced because if that person doesn't like you, how are they talking about you? That's exactly what I said. It's like to your children. Yeah. If they can't respect you, they're not going to respect your desires for how you want to raise your kids, your boundaries, your, your nose. And so I think, you know, kind of putting it, it's hard because it's like, how often do you see them? Do you really need to put a foot down? Can you get over it a couple times a year? Or is it something that's consistent and you yeah. need to say something? But I would also just say, if you are not maybe accepted, loved, appreciated, whatever it is by your in-laws, like at some point, try to take a step back and, and recognize like the people in your life who do love you, who do respect you, who do want you in their life, who do like pursue a relationship with you and just spend your time and energy on that. Mm-hmm. Like, and just as just a rule of thumb in general, like if you have like those one or two people in your life who like, you're just never good enough for no matter what yeah. you do, let it go. Like put your, put your energy into people that are reciprocating that same love and you can be loving from a distance. Love yeah. doesn't always have to look like, in your face trying to let's communicate let's reconcile let's figure this out let's be best friends like sometimes it's like i love you enough to to know that this is just like not working out it's not worth the battle or the fight like and genuinely let go of that in your heart because if you hold on to that and you create resentment you're just you're just as much of the problem yeah and and don't be like bad the biggest thing like we have family um that we don't always see eye to eye with Mm -hmm. obviously everybody does don't talk about that family in front of your children. Yes. Don't ruin their relationships because of your Mm -hmm. prejudice or whatever it is. That's your experience with that person, whatever. So make sure you're, you're not doing that in front of your kids. And a general rule of thumb for every person in the whole world, always be more cautious of the person that's gossiping than the person being gossiped about. Yes. If you're listening to someone, blah, 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 about all this person all the time. I would be way more cautious of them than the person that they're talking about. Experience people for yourself. Don't listen to like Mm -hmm. what other people have to say about them in order to formulate your opinion on them. And that's just beyond this episode. So in general of your whole life, like if you're gossiping about someone, yeah, check your heart, Mm -hmm. figure out where that's coming from, resolve some things and just get to the point where it doesn't bother you. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Let it roll off your back. I agree. And just if you need to set boundaries, set them. If you need to cut family off, cut them off. Yeah. I've got plenty of family Mm -hmm. that I don't talk to. Yeah. And it's for a reason. Family doesn't have to be like in your life forever. No. If it, and I'm talking, if there is abusive situations going on, if you are constantly maybe like the black sheep or the scapegoat of someone's family and you're just exhausted and nothing you do is ever good enough, start to reevaluate what family Mm -hmm. means. And start to, to understand what you want your kids to watch you put up mm-hmm. with, where you want them to see you draw a line and mm-hmm. stand up for yourself and them. Because and, and um, I know that we've recorded some episodes before where we've heard stories from you guys about like certain situations that you're dealing with with your families. And at some point, you've got to say, this is not okay. Yeah. And generationally, we are not going to tolerate this in yeah. our bloodline. Like, you know, there's things that are that serious that you really need to address. Um, and then there's petty things that are like, okay, we need to get over ourselves yeah. a little bit and, and learn to see past other people's differences and how do we coexist in a world where we might not see eye to eye on everything yeah. and still love each other and still operate in a way that's like cohesive and peaceful. Yeah. And we've also said too, like 
you can set boundaries with your family and not tell them that you have the boundaries. Yeah. Like you can talk to your boundaries husband. Boundaries are like, not supposed to be communicated no, unless they have to be. <laughs> no. Like you can tell your husband like, hey, she's kind of mean to us. She's really great with our children. I want my children to have a relationship with her. We're going to be there for two hours. Mm-hmm. And then we're going home because that's all I can mentally handle. Or if there's <laughs> some kind of comment spoken that I'm not okay with. Yeah. Like we're putting our foot down yeah. and we're leaving. Have a safe word. Yeah. I don't care. Make something up funny and just say like, yeah. I need to talk to you. We mm-hmm. need to go. Um, yeah. Just set your own boundaries. I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the other one? Um, Commenting on your body. Oh, but wait, there was another one. How to deal with a mom that criticizes the way you are raising your baby. Okay. So this is probably her mom. Gosh, I just cannot relate to this because my mom is just so supportive of how I'm raising my baby. I know. But I, I could not imagine how, because there's like this desire in you as a daughter or a son, just as a child to like make your parents proud, yeah. right? Like you just always want to make them proud. And so for them to criticize, um, I would, I have the relationship with my parents where if they were being critical, I would be able to talk to them Call about it. Yeah. And I'd be able to express why that's hurtful. And I think I would say, like, I really just want to make you proud. And I'm really doing the best that I can. And this is why I feel like it's the best that it is for my kid. And um, your your support would mean so much to me. But regardless, I'm going to continue to do what I think is best for my kid. Mm-hmm. Then you can communicate your hurt. You want their support. But you're not yeah. going to change your decisions based on what they think is best. They had their time. Yeah. It's over. Just, I don't know how, I, how would you handle someone just constantly nitpicking the way you're raising your child? Oh gosh. I, if I had a safe relationship with them, I wouldn't tolerate it at all. And safe, I always say this because there's, it's such an important distinguishment. If someone is a safe person, you can talk to them about anything that they do that upsets you. If they're not a safe person, they're somebody that you try to say, hey, this really bothered me. And they go into, I'm the worst person in the world. Well, I guess nothing I ever did mattered to you. And they I was snowball, a <laughs> they blow up. They're so, so emotional. That is not a mm-hmm. safe person. Yeah. That is not somebody that you can continue to bring things up to. You need to take note of that kind of person and say, no longer do we try to have these conversations. Mm. And what that ends up creating is distance. Because you get to a point in every relationship where there's a roadblock. Something is bothering you about this person or the relationship. You have two decisions. Bring it up or suppress it. Genuinely get over it. And you have to decide what's best for your relationship. And if it's not a safe person, you don't bring it up. If it is, you do. So if somebody's criticizing me and it's somebody that I actually feel safe with, a lot of times what my mom taught me to do is to get curious before you get Mm -hmm. mad. And so you say like, what did you mean by that? Mm -hmm. so someone's like oh you're always just like tying your shoes for her (laughs) I don't know I can't think of a criticism (laughs) like you're you're just you care way too much about what that kid kid eats or something I'd be like what do you mean by that and they're like you're just so picky about what they eat yeah I just like I really care I really care about her body and I really care about her health and I'm just trying to teach her what's best for her Mm -hmm. and you don't get sassy you don't get passive aggressive just stay curious and stay innocent and stay Mm -hmm. and and if something more I just don't think that people continue to do that with people who dive into it yeah and if you ignore it I think they will continue I think when you make a different choice than somebody people kind of tend to assume that you think the choices that they made were bad. So if it's your own yeah, mother. we've talked about this. We yeah. have. Mm-hmm. If it's your own mother and she raised you 
one way and she sees you making all of these different choices, she might be internally thinking, oh, she thinks I'm a, she thinks I was a bad mother. She doesn't like the way I raised her. Yeah. And you can calm her fears if you feel, you know, called to do that. Be like, mom, you were, you did so great. You're such a good mom to me. For some reason, I'm feeling called to do it this way Mm -hmm. with my daughter. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with you. Like, I think you can, if it is your own mom and you feel like she needs some reassurance, I think it's okay to give them reassurance. Mm -hmm. Even if maybe you're making those choices because you had a childhood experience that wasn't like great, you could dive into that or it's Christmas and you could just say, (laughs) you are such a great mom, mama. I I don't know why I feel called to do it this way. I just do. God's giving Mm -hmm. me intuition to do it different because they're different than me. And guys, other people's decisions are not a personal attack on your own. And we've talked about this before. But we've got to stop taking everything personally. If he, if um, Amanda and I are best friends and we don't do everything the exact no, same, and I would never look at her, what she's doing and say, oh, because you're doing that, you think what I'm doing is wrong. Yeah. No, that's a mom that's insecure in her decisions. Mm-hmm. And you need to get a little bit more secure with your decisions. And you need to dive into why you've made those decisions to the point where you feel like you can stand firm on them, mm-hmm. no matter who's questioning them and who's doing something differently. Yeah. And just let it go. Yes value the relationship more than your opinions and that's also something that like my family harps on a lot yeah it's like there are what like 12 of us now (laughs) i don't know there's a lot of us and we don't see eye to eye on everything and our motto is value the relationship more than your opinion your opinion is not more important than a person okay and there's certain opinions that you might think are more important but they're not when you think about losing somebody over it like really no. Really ask yourself those questions and, and we, just we really do lose. We don't I think we come into this world and we have no eternal perspective. It's really hard mm-hmm. to keep that eternal perspective. But yeah. is this argument over the sugar cookie or the vaccine or whatever the hot topic is that's going on in your family like Joe Biden, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> is it really like that big of a deal in the long run? Mm-hmm. Like after we leave this world for the rest of eternity. Mm-hmm. Is it that big of a deal that you're going to mm-hmm. create? a hurt Mm -hmm. probably not it's like that and i think we just overcomplicate things and i don't care if you believe in god in the i do care if you believe in god because i hope you do i hope (laughs) you do really great i I meant to say i meant to say i think that's something we can all agree on regardless of if you know god or not is that we should just be loving each other and that is what all he calls us to do love others love me so -hmm. if you're leaving something and people are feeling more loved because you were in their presence you're doing the right job Mm -hmm. if your kids feel loved because you're doing what you feel like is making like that's all that matters is that your kids wake up on christmas morning and they feel loved and you go to all these events and the people you're speaking to they feel loved and that is our goal that is our mission that is our responsibility and i just think that sometimes love requires truth and sometimes love requires us to shut our mouths. Yes, I <laughs> and, love that. And you just have to use the discernment to determine like when what is appropriate. Yeah, I agree with that. So I love that. Yeah, we have another one, and I think that that's all we have time for. Is it already an hour? It's fifty-six. Wow. I feel like our last three episodes have been over an hour. One because I don't know when to stop talking <laughs> when I'm by myself. Well, when it's like both of us, we can banter off of each other. Mm-hmm. When it's just me, I'm just like going and going and going. Uh, <laughs> it's hard not to there's so many thoughts I about know. everything I know and then like the other person can't cut you off when you've been talking to 
<laughs> or like interject when they have a right. thought. Um, how do you respond to, to people making body comments? My dad keeps telling me I look so skinny. I'm 16 weeks postpartum. Or my mom will joke about overeating around the holidays. My baby isn't old enough to comprehend it yet, but he will be someday. And then she went on to say, my mom knows not to talk to me about my body, but she'll still talk about her body and other people's bodies. At Thanksgiving, she made a comment about how sometimes she eats too much too when my baby was feeling sick and wanted to eat an hour earlier than he normally would. I, she's like, I could rant about this, but I'm just curious about your thoughts. I have this problem mm -hmm. with my family. My appearance has always my whole life been my number one asset in mm. my family mm. it is you know and I've worked so <laughs> I worked so hard academically to trump that like mm. I was the first one in my family to graduate high school and then I was the first one to go to college and then I graduated college and then I went and got a doctorate degree and it was literally all because I didn't want to just be pretty mm. um and which I, I really learned when I had a baby and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to stay home now. Screw the education. <laughs> but, but that was always something that was ingrained in me. Oh, Amanda's, you know, oh, she's my, my beautiful granddaughter, like pulling me to the table and like showing me off to all of his friends. Like, and it's sweet. Mm -hmm. There was always good intention. But now as I'm not a teenager anymore, mm -hmm. my body is also always over criticized. Um, I've had comments of, I'm too skinny, I need to eat more. Um, my butt's getting big because I was literally squatting, hmm. squatting for like two years to try and get a butt. Hmm. I've lost it all this postpartum, but like, oh, you're looking a little wide or like, like things like that. Hmm. Um, and I had to be very blunt with both of my parents because when it was hurting me, it was like, I would ruminate on this. I would like talk to Brady about it for weeks. Like, can you, did you hear them say mm -hmm. that? Like the, why did anybody so why would somebody call, talk about my body that way um or they talk about other people's bodies behind their back we're very hyper fixated i come mm. from very pretty people mm. where looks are very important so i had to just flat out say like hey i'm not going to tolerate comments on my body anymore please and she said like her mom won't talk about her body anymore but like you can also say that like please don't talk about bodies in front of my child. I don't want my child to think that looks are all that matters. Mm -hmm. Like when I compliment, I do not, I, not that I don't compliment my children on their looks. Like I tell Noah, he's gorgeous all the time, but in equal measure of how mm. beautiful I think he is, he's brave. He's strong. Yeah. He's smart. He's a good learner is our mm -hmm. thing right now because I'm trying to instill that. In I him. Know. You know what I mean? We're like doing well-rounded compliments mm -hmm. and you can like, I think your parents, have good intentions right if they're your mom and dad I don't think that they're like intending to harm you or your grandchildren and I didn't think that about my family yeah. either so it was just an honest conversation like I don't want my child to value the way they look because looks are not forever looks can be taken away in a heartbeat your granddaughter's gonna grow up and have a baby one day and then mm -hmm. look in the mirror and say what the heck happened to my my body yeah. you know what I mean like I don't want their value to be placed there that's yeah. important to me so yeah and and I f and I do feel like when you're raising kids you're responsible for kind of like picking up the pieces of broken conversations so like I spend a lot of time talking with Sunny about things that she witnessed other people hear yes. <clears throat> or say. Um, and, you know, there whether that's a body comment or um, a comment about someone else's body, I have watched her 
witnessed those comments and I've debriefed in the car with her afterwards of like, do you remember when, when so-and-so said they're just getting really, they're getting really fat, they're getting really big and they just don't, they don't think that they should eat dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, yeah. And I'm like, that was wrong. They were not being kind to their body. You know, that's, that's just, our bodies do so much for us and sometimes they grow and sometimes they shrink and, you know, that doesn't determine whether or not we should be eating our dinner. And we, we, I just kind of try to like have those conversations with her afterwards because I just don't know that like we're always going to have the authority to like You're determine not. whether or not those things are said. Yeah. And I think if it's a close circle, you can be like, we're not talking about that. Yeah. But if it's a random aunt at like a random gathering um, and your child is like witnessing that, I think it's like debriefing and deconstructing that later on and then making sure I think you as a mom are the biggest influence on what your kids decide to speak about themselves. And it's not even about what you say to them as much as it's about what you say about yourself. Mm -hmm. Or other people. If you're gossiping when you leave a party and you're talking about somebody Mm -hmm. else's body, they're Mm -hmm. internally storing that in their head like, Mm -hmm. oh, gaining weight is bad. Mm-hmm. oh wrinkles are bad yeah like whatever it is you're saying about yeah. another person they're filing that in their brain yeah and I recently like I'm not perfect at this but I like there's a million things that I would probably say about my postpartum body if I didn't have a daughter in in my house and um I said the other day when I was sitting on the couch I was like I had my shirt pulled up because I was nursing Ledger and Sunny was looking at my belly and I was like it's kind of funny now right like there's not a baby in there it's just kind of like squishy and jiggly and she looked at me and she said, don't say that, mom. Aww. It's beautiful. And Jesus is healing you right now. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I just started crying and I looked at Chase. I'm like, did you just hear that? And those are the moments where you're just like, okay, we're doing something right. She, yeah. And I've asked her a few times since then, just like, is my, is my belly kind of silly right now? Or, you know, um, the other night we were sitting in bed, we're having a conversation about C-sections and the doctors had to cut my belly open. And, um, you know, and she was like, oh my goodness it's so beautiful you know she's like looking at my scar can I pray for you you know like I'm just like I I just think it has more to do with what we say if I'm walking around being like oh I'm so fat I need to go to the gym I need to do this then maybe she would have a different she would probably be saying the same things to me because that's what I'm saying Mm -hmm. and so it breaks my heart that like that was your experience as a child and I think Lily's gonna be such a beneficiary of like a different way and cutting off you know like that generational thing going on and i'm just yeah all we can do is just our best like i just pray that our little girls and our little boys but mostly our little girls don't have to ever feel like all they have to offer is their bodies and their looks and (sighs) this world is just so uh if i think too much about it i'm like it's a lot it is but but i do think you can definitely ask your parents to not Mm -hmm. oh parents uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I thought you covered that. So that's why I didn't cover that. Yeah. It's, I was talking more about like other people create. Yeah. People you yeah. don't have control over, but like your parents, yeah, you your definitely parents, are able to be like, shoot them a text. Excuse me. Shoot them a text and <laughs> yeah. like literally just say, I'm trying to be very careful with my daughter's, my son's self esteem. Um, and we can, I don't want value being placed yeah. on the way she looks because looks are fluid. So please, if you're going to, compliment her compliment her in this way if you're going to I don't know don't say anything about eating overeating under eating we're trying to teach my our, our child intuitive eating food is a yeah food is a big one you know so just like send a cordial text message beforehand yeah. because I feel like in the moment 
It can be heated. And I'm so non-confrontational. I never do anything in the moment. Um, I always but that have. might also be a good moment to be like, if someone's saying, oh, Lily, are you actually, you're going to have another piece of cake or you're going to eat another helping of dinner? Mm-hmm. You interfere and stand up for her and you're like, yeah, she's growing and yeah. that's fine. And you, you go eat your dinner and yeah. I, you know what? I'm going to have an extra, I'm going to have a yeah. second plate too. Yeah. You know, instead of just looking at whoever said that being like, don't talk, you know, and you could, but it just, that yeah. could get a little bit more. Yeah. Or you can talk to your kid, just like you were saying, yeah. like if they're saying something like, oh, what was the comment that was in that, that question? It was like, oh, sometimes I eat too much too or something. And you can just literally say like, you're not eating too much, baby. Yeah. You're eating just right. You're going to stop when your yeah. tummy's full you and you feel great. Like, you know what's best. Yeah. And then like that immediately signals like, okay, she didn't think what I said was appropriate, pivot. And it's like, <laughs> and it it's, like you're, it's like so genuine because I don't even consider it passive aggressive because passive aggression makes me so mad. I consider it like going directly to the source of like, you know what? You get to be whoever you are. Yeah. This is my kid. It's almost like for me, it's a protection thing. And it's like, I'm going before you to teach you the way and I'm doing it in a way that's like bold and uncomfortable mm-hmm. until you feel comfortable enough to do something bold and uncomfortable for yourself because mm-hmm. they don't know how to stand up for themselves until they're literally taught how to stand up for themselves and I even had an uncomfortable situation on Thanksgiving where like there were people that were pushing Sunny's boundaries and she was like saying no no I don't want you tickling me I don't want you chasing me I don't want you calling me names you know and I watched throughout the night she showed up she was so excited to be there she was so happy and throughout the night people were saying you know calling her certain names they weren't like bad names but they weren't her name and she's really like something that she doesn't want people doing is calling her anything but Sunny Lou. And they don't, she she was like, I'm done getting tickled. I don't want to be chased, you know, and people kept doing it because they thought it was funny that she was like getting upset. Mm-hmm. And I had to step in so many times and be like, she said no. Yeah. And we ended up, she ended up in like more upset than I've ever seen her. We ended up leaving and she was in tears. And then I was in tears in the car because I just watched my kid get bullied and no and like I was the only one that was like saying anything about it and no one was listening to me and it was just like why do we forget that children are human why do we dehumanize them no if a human being tells you you can't touch my body Mm -hmm. don't touch their body I was like okay so let's just say that that happened to a full-grown adult that would be harassment yes that would be abuse like yes but then there's these little kids who are trying with their with their mightiest voice to be like I don't like this and then to it was just like it broke my heart and made me so upset we wonder like when the whole me too movement happened why these women like how it happened right you you heard that these women were finally coming out and they were speaking Mm -hmm. to their abuse and people were like well why did he let him do that why why didn't she speak up sooner probably because she was never taught boundaries as a child and her boundaries were never respected and you're you're 100% correct. Like that has been 100% scientifically proven. And I actually did text this person afterwards to say, this really upset me. And the reason that I'm so rigid on her no being no is that I need her voice to matter. And I need her voice to be heard, especially regarding her own body. And I'm sorry if you don't understand that. Here's the clinical evidence that women who don't feel like they have a voice are more likely to be abused, sexually harassed. There's, there's all these things that like throughout go get into bad abusive relationships, be, you know, all these things that I was like, be bullied. And 
I want Sunny to grow up knowing that her no matters and she has a voice. And so please help me facilitate that in her. And if you can't, that's another conversation, you know, but I did have to go and talk because I was so upset about it. And I was in watching your, your kid feel that way. Yeah. Oh, it made me so sad. She was so happy. And then she left so sad and just be conscious of that. You know, like (laughs) it might seem funny. Yeah, it's not. And it's okay to like stand up for your kid. Treat your kids like humans. Make sure other people are treating them like human beings. Just because they're kids, you don't get to push them around, bully them and do whatever you want. No, that's not how it's teaching. Yeah, it's teaching her that like, like her uncomfortability is okay if it's making somebody else happy. Yeah, not good. How does that translate 10 years, 15 years from now? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know. Okay, we should probably end. Um, any last thoughts of our last episode of the year? This is our last episode of the year. I mean, mm-hmm. I know we're only skipping like one week, but mm-hmm. um, we might actually be skipping two. We might not get back until like the second week because it's like weird. It's like the holidays are on a weekend. I don't know what our schedules are. We haven't talked about it. I mean, it. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just going to be home. We closing, will too. So. so maybe you'll have another episode yeah. at the beginning of the year. Maybe you won't. Give us some grace. It's yeah, the holidays. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Um, and maybe we can do some fun stuff like like a New Year's resolution theme or something. Yeah, like things people want to improve on. We've uh, that's a good idea. Yeah, we've also like kind of brainstormed some fun events for maybe like late mm. winter, yeah. early spring. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Well, Merry Christmas, you guys. I yeah. hope that you know Christmas is not bringing you stress mm-hmm. and sadness, and that we're remembering that. This is the celebration of their savior literally being born as a human on this earth. And so many amazing blessings have come from that. So uh, I'll real quick before Mm -hmm. we end, there's, um, I try to like talk to Noah about, cause you know, kids, Christmas is about presents. You're not going to avoid that. (laughs) Christmas is, they wake up. I know (laughs) that's what it was when we were kids. And now Christmas is about Jesus. So it's okay. Um, But I try to like bring Jesus into a a lot of conversations. So we were like driving the other night and, I was like, Noah, because he loves Christmas lights. I'm like, do you know what Christmas lights symbolize? And I don't even know if this is actual fact. It's just kind of what I say Mm -hmm. to him to make him think of Jesus. And I like taught him about like how Jesus is the light of the world. So I'm like, well, what would you do? Because we've done this lesson like in church, like go into a dark room Mm -hmm. and try to walk around, put some like stumbling things so he can kind of like stumble a little Mm -hmm. bit and then give him a flashlight. And it's so much easier to walk around when you have a light. Mm -hmm. Same thing. This world is like a dark and scary place. It can be. But if you have Christ, Mm -hmm. in your life you have a light to guide you through to help you get back Mm -hmm. to your father in heaven and and I was like so every time you see a Christmas light I want you to think of Jesus because he's the light of the world Mm -hmm. and it gets dark so early in the winter time and how beautiful is it that we light up the whole outside with our Christmas lights so like that honestly (laughs) that reminds me like of all the symbolism that you kind of went through with our last Christmas episode so if you want to like scroll back a year ago um, Amanda had some really cool things from your mother-in-law, that, sister-in-law, like, sister-in-law, yeah, um, some really cool things yeah. that like, if you want to kind of dive into more of like symbolism and tradition, yeah. it was a little bit of a more like 
probably uplifting episode than this one was. But yeah, sorry. We had to tackle the hard <laughs> things too because they exist. And they do. I just want to give anyone permission too to just like skip out on what is stressing you out. Yeah, like, don't go. Make time for rest and make time for like just curating yeah. that Christmas spirit with your family and your kids. Yes, and your family unit yeah. is what is most important. Mm-hmm. It's what's going to create the magic for your children. It's mm-hmm. what they're going to be coming back to because one day mm-hmm. your family is going to veer off. And you're going to be the grandma hosting mm-hmm. your grandchildren. And everybody else is doing the same thing with their own family mm-hmm. unit. So your family unit is what you need to focus on. That's what's yeah. most important. And if you need to do something to keep them safe physically mm-hmm. or mentally, just do it. Yeah. You or don't like need permission. If, if Christmas shopping is stressing you out, like... Don't do it. <laughs> put some of your kids' favorite <laughs> snacks in their stocking. Or like, yeah. you know what Ledger's getting for Christmas? Mm. He's getting three toys that are Sunny's wrapped up from when she was little. <laughs> because like he's the newborn. Why not? <laughs> and like our kids only get three t- three toys each because mm-hmm. Jesus got three gifts. That's what we tell them. Like three ki- three gifts because Jesus got three gifts and it makes it like somewhat simpler. Well, but um, that would be just simple. skip what's stressing you out. Yeah. Truly, you don't you're not obligated to it to do anything. Yeah. And you are just in charge of your own little family. And don't worry about the Instagram moms. Maybe we're the Instagram moms. I don't know. But don't worry about what they're doing. Oh, gosh. Yeah, don't. <laughs> Don't worry about what we're doing for sure. No, please don't. Because uh, it's, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and like even just being postpartum, it's like you just are like, let me just maybe make breakfast today. <laughs> like your, your goals are just so small. You're like, yeah. if today we all change our clothes, like we are doing good. We're doing great. Our yeah. We have a sweet message from my little boy Noah that I'm gonna tag on the end of this episode so So I hope you love it we'll see you in a few weeks Merry Christmas Merry Christmas everybody (laughs) so cute you better keep that forever Thank you for listening, and remember that you were chosen to be the mother of your children. And you are exactly where you need to be. See See you next week. week.